Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. day today, but with a fusion twist with alt-Latin star Cecilia Villar El Hudi and Grammy and Latin Grammy winning producer K.C. Porter. So I want you all to stay tuned. So I don't forget. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global platform for musicians, fans, and the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway on the Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you. So call us, 347-215-7511, or email your questions and comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And I know at least half of you are listening to us on a podcast, so go ahead and email your questions or comments, and we'll forward them on. I want to welcome all of our listeners on the cyberstationusa.com network and their radio affiliates. And to those of you who are listening to us on Stitcher or iTunes, hi there. And also those of you who are listening, who will be listening to us uh, in London tonight on the Artist Echoes uh, network. So hi to all of you. And again, um, if you're listening to us on a podcast, uh, you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com and we will forward your questions in your comments. Well, we talk a lot on this show about the ongoing fusion of Latin, Latino, and rock forms of music. We also talk about it on our on our Wednesday program, Musica Fusion LA. Mostly, we focus on the revolution going on in Los Angeles and on the musical evolution from pioneers like Los Lobos to today's artists like Chicano Batman and Las Cafeteras and Irene Diaz and, you know, the whole panoply of, uh, of fusion music coming out of uh, East and South and actually all over Los Angeles now. But over on the other side of the continent in New York City, an Ecuadorian-American woman with an extraordinary skill on the guitar and a unique understanding of how music intertwines culture and social movements rose out of the punk scene at CBGB's. Cecilia Bilar El Hudi, known as El Hudi, created and continues to create Latin gringo music amalgams that have no equal in the joy they create or the messages they deliver. She is both a pioneer and a star, and we are really proud to have her with us today. El Hudi, welcome to Music Friday Live. Oh, like almost thank todos. How's everybody doing on the, on the uh, West Coast? Um, actually, right now on this part of the West Coast, we're doing really, really well, right? <laughs> and I, I know you're going to be out here next month, and, and I promise you're going to have great weather, okay? Yeah, well, I just was hoping for a lot of good rain to, you know, help give yeah. some nutrition to those beautiful trees. Yeah, well, we, we, mm-hmm. we know, that, that, but the hills will turn green, don't worry. Well, I said, yes, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I have a faith. Well, as you know, that that's always uh, an issue here, but um, they do turn green in the wintertime. Um, and speaking of turning green, uh, actually kind of golden, I, um, I spent yesterday listening to your new album, La Lucha, and some of your earlier albums, too. And first of all, let me say I am very impressed with your guitar chops, but I'm also... I'm also impressed um, with your skill at melding the Latin and Latino and gringo music cultures together. Did you set out to do this, to to sort of pioneer this mix of North and South and a little bit of East from your Lebanese background, or did it just kind of happen? Um, It's quite the opposite of setting out to it. It's absolutely organic, and all those cultures run genuinely in my vein um, either in my veins, either from my um, environment with my parents, my father from Spain, my mother from Lebanon. Um, they grew up in Ecuador. I was born in Ecuador, but I grew up in New York City. So all you know, my environment and my genes are what my music really um, are a reflection of. 
<laughs> well, we're going to give our uh, our listeners a uh, an example of what that environment and those genes put together. This is the title track, Alenicia. La Lucha, the fight. Um, you are, I know you are deeply dedicated to a better world, to liberty and equality. And that was the inspiration for your album, uh, Fuerte. I wonder, why have you gone from your early album, La Paz, Peace, to Fuerte, Strength, and now to La Lucha, the fight? Is the message changing or is the environment changing or am I over-intellectualizing this? No, you're quite on, on target. It's the environment, I mean, the message is the same. It's just delivered slightly differently based on where my mindset is when I, when I write, when I construct these songs for these albums. And when I wrote in Paz, I was in a much more like, let's, let's all try to get a long place. And then I got really angry and frustrated. And that's when Fuerte came out. Fuerte came out. Now with this record, La Lucha, it's much more introspective and um, actually accepting of if we accept what's going on and maybe we understand it and analyze it, we can maybe then are better equipped to make change. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Well, uh, in this song, uh, the blend of musical cultures is really seamless. And, and I especially like the way you weave in the hand drums, which sound like bongos oh, um, with your guitar rhythms and the riffs. Now, how did that sense of musical fusion evolve? I know you said it was from all of your backgrounds and, and your, uh, your DNA, but somewhere along the line, you had to listen to all of that stuff. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> well, so how did this you know, I grew you know, my mother, my mother's a composer and pianist. So I grew up like hearing boleros, uh, pasillos, um, these are Latin rhythms and tangos. Mm -hmm. And my father mm -hmm. loved Afro-Cuban music. He's a great actor. And so we were, I was immersed in all, that was swimming all in my head. And I was playing the piano next to my mother trying. <laughs> She's amazing. And then, and then started you know, hearing my big sister's records and brother's love of rock and punk and funk and, and very, you know, American. I was very assimilated New York Latin, you know, and going to see, great rock shows and reggae and you know that that all was where i that's when i started playing that music i was playing punk at cbs i was going to see everybody you know from clapton to bonnie Raitt to the clash to you know all that so then that all kind of intertwined into my music and i always wanted congas in my bands and so that latin stuff was always there but then as i as i developed i and i went solo i really then i really dug much deeper my roots but i already um, had that you know rock love of rock guitar and drums and all that was already in there so it just that's how it evolved i guess lots of ingredients going into baking this cake do you mind if i ask you uh, how old were you when you were able to sneak into uh cb's it was i was 17 when i played my first show at cb's Oh my goodness! You played uh, at seventeen. Right? Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I, that was my first. I mean, first time playing. I mean, I, obviously, I can say it now because I'm over twenty-one now. <laughs> so they can't arrest me now. <laughs> so, so you got to see people like the Ramones and Blondie and Patti Smith. Well, not quite. I mean, I was, they were they were before my time, but the the CB scene yeah. still carried 
like, you know, Hilly and all the Phoebe's vibe was still right. very open to exploring different types of music. In fact, I did a show in Phoebe's once with me, my ba- one of my bands, this is before I went solo, and we actually had a salsa orchestra was on the bill. <laughs> a salsa so orchestra, like, that sounds, that it sounds was almost pretty as much wild, fun as like, Oh, yeah. wow. That sounds as much fun as a taco truck in every quarter. Um, for our, <laughs> for our I listeners. Bet no one knows that. Yeah, CB's is such a <laughs> hardcore punk rock, you know, love of new wave and all that. And so that was unusual. Mm-hmm. Well, for, for our listeners who are not in uh, New York, uh, CBGB's is, was an iconic uh, musical venue on Bleecker Street in uh, the Bowery. And out of that came the punk revolution, along with many, many other wonderful things, too. It's not there anymore, unfortunately. I had Marky Ramone on my show, um, this show, uh, late last year, who was uh, um, saddened by its loss, but had lots and lots of great stories. So anyway... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we're talking, talking heads, with Patty Smith, the, you know, the first time the the police played in, in New York, it was CBs to like five people, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> quite the scene. <laughs> well, of course, you play for a lot more than that now. Uh, we're talking with um, uh, El Hudi and her new album, La Lucha, and her way of fusing music and messages and her evolution. And you can talk with her, too. You can call in 347-215-7511. Or you can email us, and some of you already are. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let's read a couple of these emails here. Valdez from New York City wants to know, when can we see you here in Manhattan? Oh, in New York, the we're, I'm going to be performing October 12th at DROM, D-R-O-M, and that will be my record release party in New York. Um, my new record, La Lucha, comes out October 14th, and that's the big party, October 12th in New York at DROM, and um, that will also be streaming live, so we're, we can reach out to our, all our friends and fans in Mexico and okay. Canada and other parts of the States. Is that in Manhattan? Yes, it is. Yes, it's, okay. it's in the East Village, which makes me quite happy. Ooh, yes. Okay, Valdez. So, so th- there's the answer to the question. Uh, Primus in San Diego said, um, you just said your family is musical. Uh, did they influence you or did you rebel against them? Sounds like they influenced you. Oh, tremendously influenced me. I mean, I, the first melody I heard was a beautiful tango my mother wrote on the piano when I was four, you know, so... Um, that's a huge influence because it's such a, the music is such a great, positive, um, uplifting part of, of life. So that was never, never negative. But, you know, when I was listening to my own music, it wasn't, I wasn't listening to tangos as much. I was listening to Bob Marley. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right now, um, we're going to listen to, to some of your music just to say, Something that really struck me. This is the bang bang. You, you put such urgency into, into that song, in the arrangement and in the tempo and your voice and the lyrics. Um, is this an important cause for you, gun violence? Has it affected your life? Wow, that's such a, that's such a great word, urgency, and I really appreciate that um, insight. It is exactly what I was hoping to come across. I think it's a crisis. 
I think it's a crisis. I see it in New York. It's not about New York. At the end of the song, I talk about all the cities that have been affected. It's a global crisis. I think I would like us to evolve to peaceful interactions, not more aggressive. And I think that's the, the direction we're going in because of all the um, exposure we'll have to guns and irresponsibility and all that. So I do think it's quite urgent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, out here in California. You know, we, say that again? We've got a ballot out here in California, we've got a ballot initiative coming up that's going to um, uh, move us in, in that direction. But that, Yes, that's I read another, about it. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, good. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. That makes me uh, very happy. Go ahead. Cool. That makes me very happy. <laughs> no, well, I'm glad to see that. Uh, we've got a, a, another song uh, here uh, uh, from the La Lucha album that well, I'm not sure if if Bang Bang shows some of the early influences of punk, or if this one does, and maybe you could you can tell us. But this is a, a Nunca Volvere, and uh, mm-hmm. you can talk about influences in this one. You know, Nunca Volvere is really more musically influenced by like this world of Zeppelin and. and- That uh, that song, uh, well, it's it brings together Spanish guitar and wailing guitar and Middle Eastern melodies and rock beats mm-hmm. and uh, sounds like a love song. But uh, is is there or is there something else going on in there? Actually, lyrically, it's kind of like an immigrant's tale, or it's about leaving when you have to leave a country and and you, as it turns out, you never return. Nunca volveré, and you didn't imagine that that would be the case, and that you mm-hmm. know. So it's really kind of intense. Um, I do have some songs that are about love, but <laughs> but it is optimistic that you look ahead, sigo adelante, and it is my um, kind of um, huge influence I have with rock, straight rock, which is like the Zeppelin world, and with my Middle Eastern side. Mm-hmm. It's a great combination. It, it, it works so, so well in that song. Um, you mentioned, you. Uh, we talked about your family a little bit, and I noticed that um, an Olga Villar El Hudi is credited on uh, another <laughs> song, Indifencia. Is that your sister? That's my mother. Your mother, I'll be darned. Yes, so, you, so you my mother being a... Com- yes, she, she's written a lot of, of songs and released records when she, in, when she was, you know, my age, so she, in Ecuador. And this this song in particular is a tango that she wrote, and I changed it, made it like a trip hop, made it my arrangement, and it is totally um, in honor of her and my family and people's respect for their parents and grandparents, you know, and like so that's that is such a beautiful song that I um, was fortunate enough to do, hopefully do it justice with my arrangement and put it on the new record, in Indiferencia. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not going to we're not going to play it here, but that that's only because we want people to uh, get their own copy of it. So where should they go <laughs> to get their own copy of it? Great. Um, the, the record's going to be on sale and iTunes and at CD Baby and every anywhere you Amazon, all all the environments that you can download from and on Spotify and Pandora. It will be everywhere on October 14th. The single okay. El Viento is out, and we do have a video out um, on YouTube and on Hoodie Music for the video El Viento. And we do have also an EPK that kind of a video EPK showing how um, the development of the album and recording process and snippets of some of the songs on my um, YouTube page, El Hoodie Music, too. 
but we it uh, will be all, all all out for sale on October fourteenth. On October fourteenth. Well, you know what? If if you've got time, um, we would love to have you back on the show on October fourteenth, which happens to be a Friday. We've got a couple of minutes, and maybe you can just remind awesome. us all that the uh, that it's out. You know, you, I know you have to look at your schedule and and see, but uh, that would be wonderful if you could do that. Um, now. I understand that, like many guitar players, you have a room full of axes someplace. But that you're, <laughs> how'd you know? You're because uh, I know many guitar players, right? Uh, but that your workhorse is a Gibson Les Paul. I also understand that you had a Cuban guitar custom made. Can you tell us about it and and why you did that and what's special about the the Cuban tres guitars? Yeah, um, I'm a Gibson girl, so, you know, Gibson Les Pauls are my fave favorites, and my I have a Black Beauty and a Blonde Ooh. Bombshell that they they both kind of tour with me, depending where where I'm going. And, oh. yes, they're my favorite go-to guitars by far. But I did have this curiosity about kind of adding, like, an electric dress sound to my new record. And the dress, a Cuban dress is a sixth, or nine string, depending which what you have, acoustic instrument traditionally, that's used for more of the traditional Latin stuff. And since I'm not traditional Latin, I was hearing in my head like an electric dress. So I had my my um, guitar tech build me one. This uh, great guy Paul at Picamos Guitars, and he built it to. We kind of built it with old guitar parts. <laughs> and kind of created this electric dress that you can you can that I solo on on the song and it's on a couple of the other songs um, the rhythm parts and you could see it on the El Vento video on YouTube I you could kind of see it featured in the solo it's a cool sounding instrument a little odd but Ooh. cool you got to bring it uh, to LA with you I I don't know cause it's kind of delicate <laughs> it doesn't quite oh, okay. it's not really road worthy but um, yeah, okay. I'm just, I've never you know, seen. I'm just, I'm just breaking out stuff, you know, for the tours or behind this record. I just got back from Mexico, but I'm, you know, I have Canada and the U.S. to tour around, so I might, I might have to. I'm not sure. All right. Well, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see it. I don't think I've ever seen a nine-string guitar. We have an email about guitars here from Maury in Seattle, and Maury wants to know when did you first pick up a guitar? Great question. Great question. I, it, I. I played like auto harp and mandolin when I was like 10 and 11. And then I would say around 13, I, I had my first proper acoustic guitar. And then right away, I saved up from for a used uh, Strat. So I had like my first real electric guitar and amp when I was like 13 and a half. Wow. <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> and so uh, then, you were a prodigy. But I, then I didn't put it down. But then acoustic is so important too, you know, because it's your friend and yeah. you can write on it and bring it anywhere. Uh, nothing Roger, like the power of an, yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Nothing like the power of an electric guitar and a solo on stage with the, you know, the, the strength of a of a you know screaming note behind you on uh, with a guitar amp behind you. Absolutely, uh, it, it's sort of one of the the pillars of uh, rock and roll. Uh, yeah. No matter where it comes from, right? I was listening to a band last night. I was at Los Globos last night, listening to a uh, a band that uh, a very young band, lots of youthful energy, but uh, and they the guitar chops were outstanding, and it was um, good old solid American rock and roll riffs that just that really was great. Moved things it was along. great. Yeah, and Mexico mm -hmm. City too. Um, uh, Ray Apache, they're called. Um, cool. Roger in Los Angeles uh, writes, um, is alt Latin the same as Chicano rock? And where would you put Pitbull? There's a question for you. <laughs> oh, I don't think, I think Pitbull is more urban Latin. Yeah. And I think Chicano rock and alt Latin, I think Chicano rock is probably a subcategory under the bigger category of alt rock because Chicano kind of refers more to the, you know, Mexican centric, even though I tour in Mexico all the time. I'm not, I'm not, you know, technically a Chicana, even though I can relate to Chicanas because we have a lot in common as Latinas, you know? Um, actually, um, I was listening to Chicana rock, Chicano rock, uh, when I was a kid in the fifties in LA, there were these stations cool. we call the, the border blasters, the, 
that were headquartered in Tijuana because they could shoot out 50,000 watts, uh, and even though the FCC so would cool. let them do that if they were in San Diego. And during the daytime, they played top 40, and at night they played Chicago Rock. So that's where we learned it. And of course, you know, Spanish music has been in California since the 1700s. It's kind of where Spanish music actually landed in this country and what is now this country. So there's a long history here. Well, yeah, um, cool. we've got one more. We've got a little bit of time left. Um, uh, and in fact, why don't I just play it? We've got a, a song here that uh, brings up some interesting conversation. This is Injusticia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're almost out of time. And uh, real quick, I wanted to ask you, um, given your your drive for, for social justice, this must be a very interesting year for you. you... Oh, it sure is. And I'm um, hopefully can encourage many to vote. Are, are you going to be involved in any of the get out the vote concerts or anything like I'm, that? It, I'm part of a, a coalition known as Voto Latino, which is artists that are behind, musicians I, and artists that are behind, um, encouraging, yeah, yeah. so Good. anything I can do to, to help raise awareness and assist anybody, even if you're not um, a, a citizen, you can drive somebody to the polls or convince your friend to vote. I mean, we all have a say, so I, okay. I, I really want to encourage everybody to use their voice. Well, congratulations on working with them. I was part of a uh, uh, a whiteboard session probably ten years ago with the woman that founded that when she was first. Oh, that's great! Great. Grown quite a bit since then. Yeah, it's really. And boy, do we need it! Boy, do we need it this year! And the Latinos we united have a lot of power in this country, and I think we need to use it this right now. Now's the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we unfortunately, uh, we are out of time. So real quickly, I understand you're going to be singing at the Prismatics Art Festival next week in Halifax. And you've got some dates lined up in Washington, Boston, and out here in Los Angeles. Yay. Uh, where yeah. do people, how can people keep track of, you, of your tour schedule? Do you have a newsletter? Well, I do have a newsletter. If you go to our com, E-L-J-U-R-I-M-U-S-I-C.com website, or you go to Facebook and Twitter, arroba el Hudi, which is at el Hudi, E-L-J-U-R-I, YouTube or Instagram, it's el Hudi Music also. Um, you could either follow us on Facebook or Twitter or join our, send an email to info at el Hudi Music.com that, um, and, and ask to be joined in the newsletter and, and you get all the information that way and, or through all those social media chains. Okay. and. Yeah, I'm psyched to be in to play LA. It's been a while, and that's going to be October 20th through 22nd. We'll be in LA, be in um, Boston September 30th. DC is still being locked in, and New York is November October 12th. Four shows in Canada at the Prismatic Festival, which is really exciting. I've never been there, and then back to Mexico for a tour in November. Okay. Well, I will be definitely at your shows in Los Angeles. I hope to have you Yay. back on, on the 14th to talk about the, uh, the launch of the, the CD. And I want to say thank you so much for taking the time uh, away from what I know is a really busy schedule to talk to us today. I'm thrilled and I'm really grateful, Senor Patrick. It's really great to be part of your <laughs> in, in, incredibly supportive, you know, it really helps us, us indie artists, um, want to use our voices for greater good. Hopefully the little we do can help um, change the direction of against the bad and towards good. Well, I know you are. Okay. Thanks again. Bye-bye now. Gracias. Bye. 
We're going to have to take a, a little bit of a break uh, before we have our next guest, because I want to let you know about our broadcast partner. Actually, why don't we let them know about uh, them, tell you about themselves. This is World Arts. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. Well, there you have it, our our wonderful partners, World Arts, and, and we are a broadcast partner with them. They're the global music platform that connects uh, artists and fans and brands and industry pros. So World Arts offers bands, live performances. They've got a great venue that offers some video shoots, record, recording sessions, master songwriting classes. So if you're a band or a fan or a member of the music industry, you should be part of World Arts. And the way you do that, you sign up www.worldarts.com. It's free, doesn't cost anything, and uh, we're there, and you should be too. Another place you should be, <laughs> another place you should be is with one of our other sponsors, and you should be in San Felipe, Mexico. And I'm going to let them tell you about the wonderful San Felipe, Mexican coast and the vacations and the getaways that you can have there. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at mysanfelipevacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. When I grow up, I hope I have a voice like that. When you go to mysanfelipevacation.com, put in the discount code MFLA5, MFLA5, and you will get a 5% discount. So remember, MFLA5 at mysanfelipevacation.com. Well, introducing our next guest. It, well, it's kind of hard to know where to start. Uh, Casey Porter is a Grammy and a Latin Grammy winning producer. He's a composer and a vocalist. He's based here in Los Angeles. He's written or produced music for global stars like Ricky Mart Martin, Celine Dion, Shaka Khan, Selena, Oza Motley, Santana, among others. And among the many things he's currently doing is he's been producing emerging ALM artists in LA like Alison Arrieta. And he records his own music. Uh, he's recently returned from playing and singing on a European tour, and uh, we are really honored that he squeezed us into his insane schedule. Casey, welcome to Music Friday Live. Great to be with you. Thank you, Patrick. Well, Casey, we, we have... Oh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Where do we begin? <laughs> well, well, we have some music from your new LP and also from other artists that uh, have produced, that you've produced, and we're going to play that. But before we do that... Let me ask you, um, you have produced and you've written songs for many top artists, Santana, Celine Dion, Michael Jackson, Maria Carey, etc. Did your producing always involve or always lean towards Spanish or fusing Latino and, and English forms of music? It started that way because that was really what 
what I was coming from. I grew up in Guatemala. And uh, when I came back to the United States to, to start my, my college studies, I was, I was uh, the, the kind of like the gringo guy who spoke Spanish that was able to start making production for Latino artists in the U.S., whereas their only other alternative was to record either in Mexico or Spain or wherever they lived. So I, it was a re- really great niche for me. So definitely I was, I was very, very involved in, in producing Latin music. And it, it really kind of stayed with that. It's branched out into global artists. And, but I never really got into the whole, you know, like pop, America pop kind of stuff. That never really resonated too much for me. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's Latin. That's a great story. That's a great story. Well, I I know you've been working with uh, Alice Narejeta of Halo Circus. And in fact, we have a song that you recorded with with her, La Pared. So um, I want to play a little bit of it here. Cool. Yes, it... La Pared, the wall, uh, which is, like I said, is uh, La Pared is English for the, for the wall. The, the story talks about La, La Frontera, which is the border. Um, want to tell us about it? You're referring to the, 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 the wall that's currently at the border or the wall that some people want to build at the border, or is it broader than that? Or the walls that we've built over time that are just ludicrous conceptually that we're trying to push, put a big wall around the world. And with no regard to the fact that we are all one, that we're all one human family, the fact that there's an ecosystem that can't survive if we build a wall to divide a lake from half of the other side of the lake. I mean, it's just pointless. But um, I understand some of the the motivation behind you know that, but it's like it's it just doesn't make any sense. So the whole song talks about que se caiga la pared, may the wall fall down. So my people can come together because that's that's really at the core of what where my heart and my soul is at is that we we really have to do everything in our power to promote the oneness of humanity and and building walls is is completely the opposite mentality of where we need to be thinking of course those walls have have fallen in uh, here in los angeles where the, the cultures are are mixing. Uh, we almost have achieved a taco truck on every corner, and hopefully we soon <laughs> will. Uh, <laughs> it beats the heck out of a gas station. Uh, what led to yeah. the the collaboration between you and Allison? Uh, I've known Allison since she was very young. I think I don't know how old she was, maybe twelve or or thirteen, and she was um, singing the national anthem at a Grammy event that I attended, and I just. I walked up to her parents immediately and I said, while she was singing, I said, I have to let you know that your daughter is, is an insane uh, vocalist. And I don't tell this to any parent and with whatever it's worth, you know, I'm a producer. I had some, you know, I had some, you know, some history behind me at that point. And I've been making music and producing for over 30 some years, 35 years. And, um, and, and so I just stayed in touch with them and they knew it, but every parent thinks that their child is, is a great singer but I really tried to help be there for them. If there's anything I could do to guide her in any, in any direction, but it's hard because you get pulled into uh, these. uh, She's so gifted. She won Quinceañera, the big, uh, I think the Mexican show was like an idol show. And then she came in to be, to be an idol and to get as far as she got, it's a true testament of how, of her greatness. But, you know, I look at her as like, she's like a, the modern day Janis Joplin, but with the, potential to sing in Spanish and English. I mean, she's just, 
incredible. I can't speak enough about her, but she is. She, I'm actually, she's my goddaughter. So I'm a little biased. <laughs> I, well, I'm, she's been I, on the I show. Dearly. Uh, she's been on the show. Yeah, In fact, I think she was on the show once and she and Matt were on, on the show once. And of course they're on tour now and she does sing in Spanish in her new video. And there's a Spanish song on uh, the debut album. So uh, thank you for all the, the help and direction uh, that you gave Allison. And I completely agree that uh, Allison Idahata and Halo Circus is one of the uh, outstanding uh, bands of our time um I, as you know i'm a yes. la music critic and uh, i nominated her for best uh, female singer in 2016 and she won so you're wow well, she's amazing indicated. and I, I can't i can't take any credit though but she's she just it's one of those things like if anybody does say oh i discovered this artist i think that's bogus because the artist was already there <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, right it's like america <laughs> was already here and whoever takes credit for discovering it you know shouldn't get it yeah exactly here. <laughs> all right well let's let, let's listen to a little bit of uh, your music now this is uh primavera back there it reminds me of the uh, the the music of the previous guest uh um uh el hudi um and now is it that, that you singing there isn't it that's me singing it's a, kind of an interesting story i don't know if you want to hear it but we're uh, sure. santana that's called the we're song here. he called it called the song cinderfella because we didn't really have the the matching vocalist for it so we were trying everything from from the lead singer from Mana, who I, I, had, I had attempted to get Mana into the whole um, picture of this, the new album. Um, and it, the song just didn't work for him. And Santana tried singing out, it didn't work for him. Um, JB, who co-wrote the song, JB Eccle, uh, amazing, talented uh, guitarist, songwriter, artist. And um, he, he did an amazing job when he sang it. And it, I was stuck in Argentina producing Los Fabulosos Cadillacs. And a call came in from Clive Davis saying, if you guys want the song on the album, we, we love the song. We need to have a vocalist on it uh, tomorrow, by tomorrow. <laughs> so it was pretty much like <laughs> 6 p.m. In, in Buenos Aires. And the band was kind of, we were kind of wrapping up around 8 or 9. So once the band left, downloading files, and by midnight we were recording vocals, I just decided I couldn't use the vocalist from the Cadillacs. I couldn't find anybody in Argentina at the spur of the moment. And so I just sang it and um, you were and available. That, that was that I sent, I sent it to, to Clive the next day. And the funny thing was the engineer that worked on it. I, I, I saw him the next time I saw him was wearing a tuxedo at the Grammys. And, and it was like, everything happened wow. so quickly, but yeah, it's, that's how it happens sometimes. Yeah. But the that song is itself a, is, has a real, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the song, song has itself? a very powerful, has a very powerful you know, story that we, we wanted to do something that really honored what Carlos's uh, vision was. He wanted music that really helped us, you know, embrace the absoluteness of the planet. Uh, so we were, he showed us posters and we were just trying to figure out what, what do we do? How do we make sense of his vision? But he just, he believed in the same thing we believed in, which is in, in unity and oneness and, and how music can incorporate all the colors, um, in, in every in every way so we sat down and just really racked our brains we're reading reading these beautiful writings from the baha'i faith which 
JB and I are, are members of, mm-hmm. and um, we we were just reading these, these writings that talked about the the blackened earth becomes verdant and and you know the spiritual springtime the world is experiencing right now that 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 was what what we need to be thinking of that in spiritual terms you know this is a, a spiritual uh, you know spiritual awakening period for for the planet we're all waking up to the fact that we are all one that all religions are one that all everything is one in essence so that primavera is just like this time when everything is renewed so the planet is going we believe that the planet is going through this renewal period and um well yeah. i certainly hope so and, and i noticed that that carlos transmitted those values quite nicely to his his son um do you know uh mm-hmm. salvador yes we know sal I haven't i didn't get to, to hang with him as much but um i know he moved down to la and he's doing his own thing and very oh, yeah. very talented guy yeah yeah, yeah and, and a very good one. I saw him a couple in, uh, uh, about a week or so ago. Um, he released a, a new song um, uh, in Silver Lake. He, he, he and my daughter went to the same school, and his mom and I sat on the PTA together. So we have a little history there. Nice. Um, we're talking with uh, Casey Porter, producer, composer, songwriter, vocalist, and great storyteller. And you can talk with them too. You can phone us 347-215-7511, or you can email us. And we got emails already, but I'll give you the email address. Uh, the email address is musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And we have a uh, an email here from Hacha in Austin. And Hacha wants to know, have you ever played at South by Southwest or spoken on one of the panels? You know, I haven't. I've been there and I forget what I was there for. Maybe I maybe I did do a panel or something, but um yeah, stuff starts to blur <laughs> as you do more things in life. But um a lot of the, the panels that I that I do and I like to do are um are kind of mentorship panels, uh talking about music production, but also kind of talking about how we can use our music to be a kind of a message of social change and, and to, you know, just to use it for a greater, greater good, so to speak, you know, but um, it has to be organic, has to come naturally. And that's always been what, even though I've had to do stuff to, you know, make music that pays the rent, it's still, it's still what really moves me and motivates me is, is music. That's, that's making a difference somehow. And it's, it's hard because you're swimming upstream, um, when you're doing that because everybody it's easier just to make music that's just fun and party yeah. and sing about love and you know you know but, i think uh, it's getting easier actually to to make music that that's much broader than that and, and i wanted to circle back around to uh your the conversation about baha'i uh, i think probably mm-hmm. most of our listeners aren't really f- uh familiar with i am but uh uh, you want to give us a little capsule explanation of the Baha'i faith? And also, are, do you have any events coming up? Um, do you play music uh, or that support the Baha'i faith? You know, there was um, what, a lot of the work that I'm doing now is um, is in connection to a nonprofit that we started back in 1999, which was to promote the oneness of humanity, which is one of the principal, uh, um, princ- the main principle of the Baha'i faith. Um, and we oneness uh you can go to oneness.org to find out about what we're doing we are doing this same kind of thing i spoke about mentorship with uh for youth with music and that's that's um i think is probably the most important work we can do we can do but i think also we we started a thing uh started uh, a friend of ours in baltimore he's got a, a program called circles of voices so we did that recently in los angeles and that was a, a beautiful thing where people can get together and talk about issues of race and break up into groups and be more intimate and talk about um, and he, listen to each other, like allow someone to talk for two minutes straight and really listen. And that's something I think we've, we've kind of lost that capability to truly listen. And, um, and I think that being open to hearing everyone's story allows us to, to not judge others so quickly. And um, so I think if, if uh, we, we might have some circles of voices popping up, maybe November here in L.A. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out for that. But the Baha'i, the Baha'i communities all over have events going on all the time. And, um, and it seems like the discussion on race is, is, has been at the forefront of, of what we're, we're all about. Um, there's a beautiful. Uh, well, anyway, I could go on forever. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of what's <laughs> okay. going on. Yeah. 
uh, well, I, it sounds like I should have had you and El Hudi on on uh, together because she's done three together. albums on, yeah, on 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 a very similar theme. Uh, but uh, we do play music here, and uh, you 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 mentioned um, Ricky Martin, and uh, I know you've done some things for him, and this is one of them. We're going to play uh, a little bit of uh, Maria. And that 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 moves and up here in the studio uh, dancing and that's what i love about <laughs> latin and latino music it just moves you you know um did you do that with everybody yeah. in the studio well the funny thing about that that you're listening to is a, is a remix a bilingual remix of a, of yeah. a song we had done it was much slower it had more of this like very spanish gypsy kind of uh feel and it was one of those songs that it was it, it entered the album kind of like in the 11th hour we i i even remember we were doing the one two three or un dos tres un pasito bala. and i looked at rob rosa who i co-wrote it with um draco rosa and um i said nah we can't do this song right and rob was very particular about you know he had kind of this persona a little little darker and everybody said he was more like the yin, yin and yang to me you know we were kind of like a nice blend born on the same day different years and so we had a really great chemistry for co-writing but um, and I was ready for him to say like yeah let's just forget this song but he said no we should keep it I think so because I was just imagining this to be like the you know the silliest thing people would lift up their fingers one two three but um we we recorded this song, included it on the record, and even though the the head of Sony at the time, he said no, this this wouldn't doesn't fit the album as they they wanted Ricky to be the big crooner, the replacement for Julio Iglesias, you know. So they yeah. really viewed him as a balladeer, and this song was the last song on the record. I just left it in case we wanted to cut it off, you know, if we had to. But um, getting to into the hands of a Sony guy that just said, hey, let's do a remix, and it exploded in Europe, and the rest kind of is history with Ricky. But this is one of those songs that there's a two two chords, you know. There's just back and uh -huh. forth two chords, but it's it's about the it's about the rhythm, it's about the the swing of the of the melody. It, it goes back and forth, and it's it's anthemic and it's fun and it's about a. It had a lot of controversy. People were asking, was this song about cocaine? And no, no. <laughs> but hey, no. people want to you know read into it. Yeah, so it was a good it was a good yeah. thing to be. The clock is telling us that we're having too much fun, but yeah. you mentioned um, Fabuloso's Cadillac, so I'm going to play one of the songs that you're out. Matador. That song won a um, uh, a music video award, among other things. That, but you've got some stories behind that song. We have a we have about two minutes left, so for a story. Wow, we recorded that song, and I just moved into a house. We didn't have any. We recorded actually the tracks for that at A and M Studio A, where we are. The world was recorded because we wanted a big, big sound for the surdos, the big Brazilian drums. 
And uh, but then we brought it back to my home studio, which I was still building, and we didn't have a room, so we recorded in the carport, the horns. And uh, we'd hear cars driving by, and we have to stop, and then the horns. But it probably would have added to the character anyway if I had a car <laughs> driving past. Um, but um, yeah, but this is a song that became a big anthem for st- stadiums. Anytime the a guy was about to score, the audience would be like, you know, the crowd, yeah, singing this song. So it was cool to be part of that. And if I tell anybody from Argentina that I worked on that, they're like, no, no, you know, so it's really cool. So (laughs) it's a little, another little thing that we've done scattered around the world. Yeah. But I, I worked on like five albums with the Cadillacs and I was a great band to work with. They're great. So real quick, what's on your plate right now? What, what, are we going to see anything coming out in the next, uh, no, um, year, six months, well, two you, weeks. you heard the uh, the song La Pared um, gives you a little yeah. hint as to what my music is. It's kind of like the immigrant's journey, looking for a new life, you know, basically. And that's, uh, but it's all Spanish. Uh, it's got great collaborations from artists like Gabby Moreno, uh, Allison Iraeta, La India, Gustavo Santaolalla, the great film composer, uh, musician, and. Um, Everybody's on it. Abel Boreal, uh, Luis Conte, guys from Colombia to, you know, all over the, the world. We have, you know, it's called, the album is called Cruzanderos, and I believe it'll be released um, hopefully between a month or two from now. So it's all wrapping okay. up now, and I'm really excited. It's all Spanish. Maybe, I, but I don't maybe we can have you and Allison <laughs> on the air together on, on that one, or maybe Gabby too. Gabby's been on the air. In fact, I invited, um, yeah. and they came, Allison and Matt, to the uh, opening party for Musica Fusion LA, our other radio show. And there were many, many of the uh, East and South LA uh, music community there. So I know that Allison got to know lots and lots of people, and uh, uh, it was lots of fun. So we'll have to talk about that. But we are out of time, unfortunately. I'd love to explore more of this with you. Um, your new album, where the soul is born is out now and it's available at the store on your website, along with many other albums you produced. Uh, as you said, um, uh, the, the album with, uh, Cruzadero will be out soon. Uh, La, La Pared is now streaming on Spotify so people can listen to it there. Any other news you want to give, uh, our, our, uh, listeners before we have to say goodbye? Well, just stay tuned. I mean, my website is caseyporter.com, letter K, letter C, and um, and also the oneness, O-N-E-N-E-S-S.org, and you can see what we're doing there. And that's really where I'm putting my, you know, most of my time and effort. We're just really doing everything we can to bring bring people, uh, you know, across these these racial lines. So any any ideas anybody has, any any you know anything you're doing, please try to try to you know share with us. You know, try to get in touch with oneness.org. It's 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 a really great thing. And I think it's so needed. We need to, we need to come together. We can't be on the, on the, on the sidelines watching, you know, we got to be greater than bystanders, you know, let's, let's start doing stuff. You know? Partic- particularly uh, right now. Well, thank you so much for taking yeah. the time. Yeah. I, yeah. I know you had a project going this morning, which you're probably going to rush right back to. And uh, yeah. we will have you back on the show uh, and we'll, definitely uh, promote the album when it comes out and thank you so much for all the great things you do absolutely thank you patrick thank you to all the listeners appreciate it well you've been listening to music friday heffernan from cyberstationusa.com the blog talk radio network and our radio affiliates and the artist echoes network in london like our facebook page follow our twitter feeds you'll get real-time updates on our guests our producer, Lars Christensen, our program director, Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is the lovely Angeline Serrano, who is now working for a radio station on her own in Northern California. Thanks for, for continuing to help out, Angeline. We really appreciate it. And other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash Music Friday. They're all up there. Or in a pinch, uh, you can also go to iTunes. We're on iTunes. We are taking a holiday next week. Yes, radio people get to take holidays every now and then. So we're going to treat you to a classic Music Friday live show. Uh, But the following week, September 28th, if we're really lucky, Militia Vox will be here with her new album. She's been on the show before. You all know her as the, the dark queen of heavy metal and her new album is really gorgeous. And of course, she has an operatically trained voice. So it's 
something unusual, okay? She'll throw you screaming into the sun and then pull you back and make you orbit the dark side of the moon. Twitter feed, our Instagram account, and keep up with us. And meanwhile, have a great musical weekend. Bye. Casey.